Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. So whether you're on the cricket ground, Lang Park or the bush, you still gotta run, you still gotta tackle, and the scrums are not the same push. You give it some, you give some more, and you really give your all. Playing rugby league football, it's the greatest this episode is brought to you by our two sponsors. They are two locally owned Central Coast businesses. First one is the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good drink, good food and good time, head over to the Grange, Wyoming. I recommend you go there on Monday nights because they have a special on schnitties. My favorite schnitty is the pepper gravy one. And our second sponsor is Zabara Clothing. Manufacturers and suppliers of teamwear and uniforms, head to www.zabara.com.au or visit their store in Erina, New South Wales, Australia. All right, let's go. So I have with me, ready to do an interview, the former Eels and Roosters and also played in the Super League, halfback Daniel Mortimer. Thank you for joining us here at the Final Tackle Podcast, mate. Good afternoon, how are we? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. That's good. So, let's get stuck into it. Question one. You made your debut in 09 for the Eels. What was that like for you, your family, and the week leading up to it? Yeah, I was a, oh, it was an awesome week. Um, yeah, I still remember it pretty fondly. I, I remember being on the field just thinking, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I can die happy. Um, oh, wow. Everything, yeah, everything you sort of, you know, your dream is just to, is to play on a role and um, you know, when I ran out in the field and I remember just thinking during the game that, you know, holy shit, this, this is it. And yeah, I can die happy. And, you know, anything after that was just a bonus. Um, yeah, yeah nice. so, you know, ticking that off was, was just a huge moment. And, um, yeah, the lead up was good. I, um, Daniel Anson actually told me the week before that I'd be making my debut. Mm-hmm. Um, so the week before I warmed up as 18th man, um, against the Rabbitohs. Yep. Um, uh, and I, I thought I was named in the extended squad. I did all the media and stuff. He got uh, all that out of the way. I was 18th man, didn't play, but knowing the week after that I'd make my debut. So I had a bit more time to sort of get myself ready. And, and, and prep um, and all that? Yeah, yeah, get all the prep and sort of get my head around it. And um, then I my debut was against the Sharks on a Saturday night at Paramount Stadium. And oh, wow. The Sharks at home had, as well. Yeah, home, but the Sharks had just lost 14 in a row. Oh, and uh, and they 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 did us on the night, so it wasn't well, the best. I mean, uh, they would have been hungry for the win. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I remember um, sitting in the sheds after, and you know, it was a pretty somber change room. But I still couldn't wipe the smile off my face. So it was one of those yeah mixed mixed emotions. But um, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. And question two: How is retirement treating you, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, during my career, I did a teaching degree. So at the moment, I'm uh, I'm a high school PE teacher. Oh, now. Nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. There was, um, you know, there's things that I definitely miss about the um, the game, the lifestyle, and um, you know, the excitement. I guess the adrenaline. But um, yeah, for sure, there, there are things that I don't miss as well. You know, the um, it literally is an emotional roller coaster, and um, yeah, I was I was ready to jump off uh, that roller coaster last year, and you know, I've been content with my decision since. That's good. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah. Speaking of your family, you come from a family that is synonymous with the NRL. What was it like growing up around that and around your father and your uncles as well? Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I get asked this question a lot. I mean, it's you know they were they were the Mortimer brothers and Peter, Steve, and Chris. 
to everyone else. But yeah, to to us, to myself, and my brothers, they were just they were just dad and uncle. Yeah, so it was and uncle of, Steve and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it was just sort of it was what we knew. You know, so we didn't really know any different. But you know, the older you get, the more you I guess you realise and appreciate what they'd done, yeah. um, and the reputation they had as well. I mean, they were all sort of, you know. They're all three of them are held in high regard. Um, yeah, of course. So that's probably one thing that during my career that, you know, they'd done such a good job at, at you know, keeping the Mortimer name at, at a certain level, having a certain reputation. And yep. I, de- I definitely didn't want to uh, do anything to destroy that. You know, yeah, Dad to tarnish that sort of thing. Yeah, Dad always used to tell me that, you know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and, and three seconds to destroy it. So yeah, that's for sure. That always... Uh, kept with me but yeah i mean that's you know i was yeah i, yeah, I guess being young like you said like i said they were just dad and uncles but yeah the older you get you start to appreciate um what that had, what that achieved yeah fair enough fair enough mm. um question four is there any reason or reasons you declined an offer from the bulldogs was it because of the mortimer name and you didn't want to potentially tarnish it or no not at all it's, it's funny i get asked this question a bit so at, at the time um look I, like i was a country boy that just moved to sydney yeah for two years and um you know obviously i was always a doggies fan going up you know a crazy doggies fan with you know the the family history there but yeah as soon as i signed with the eels that that it sort of stopped i was i was eels i was sort of my own person and yep you know I, I think you know a lot of people at the time thought there was this big deep meaning into sort of whether I stayed or went or whatever but it was just because I, I was at the Eels I had some good friends there and and I just didn't see any reason to leave and that was sort of the, the the start and finish of it I was sort of I was comfortable there like I said I was from the country so I, yeah. I was sort of it took me a while to settle in regardless you know but I had a really good group of friends and um, Anthony Mitchell who played Jason Terry, Johnny Manor um, Dom Nassau a really good core group of friends who at the time, um, yeah, the offers were pretty similar in terms of financial gains. So I was like, well, you know, well, why do I need to leave? I'm sort of happy where I am. So yeah, know, exactly. One of those things, if not broken, don't fix it. And we were just coming up for grand final. So yeah, that exactly. was um, that was um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome year. That um, yeah, but you know, that was sort of the, the start end of it. Just I was I was comfortable. That's pretty much it. Yeah, nice. And speaking of that grand final, what was yep. it like playing for the Eels in what is possibly a fairy tale season for the team, going from what seemed to be bottom four chances to grand finalists? Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was so surreal that year. I mean, I think I like I said, I debuted mm-hmm. um, round round twelve. The club was we were fourteenth at the time. Um, we won and lost a few games, and then I think with ten games to go, um, we were fourteenth, and we had to win nine of our last ten. And, and you we did. weren't playing. We weren't playing good footy, and you know everyone just wrote us off, including us. To be honest. And oh wow! I think um, I think who did we beat? Oh, we beat the Storm first. Who we ended up playing the grand final. We beat the Storm and mm-hmm. got to be confident. So I think we just threw our normal structure and style out the window. We we're just playing, supporting. Like we had the likes of Flody Mateo and Chris Nini who could find an offload, and we we're just playing a whole different style, like a carefree style, and it just. Yep. It just suited us so well. Myself and Jeff Robson were just sniffing around the ruck. The likes of Hainsey was playing unbelievably. I've never seen someone hit a patch of form like that. And yep. yeah, just it just clicked for some reason. And um, like I said, we won. We won the next nine games, which meant we were in the finals, and then managed to win our way through to a grand final. And um, yeah, it was just the most surreal year. Um, you know, it feels like a movie I've watched. You, you know, can, it doesn't feel I can like imagine. It. Yeah. 
I actually lived it. Yeah, so yeah, but, it's 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 cool. That's awesome to hear. Um, again, speaking of grand finals, you went on to win the 2013 grand final with the Roosters. What was that like for you? And were there any <laughs> contrasts and emotions from losing the grand final with the Eels and then winning one with the Roosters? Uh, oh, definitely um, massive contrast in emotions. Yeah, it's funny they say you have to lose one to win one. And um, yep. And when I when I got to the Roosters. Um, they'd they'd been in the grand final three years before, so most of that squad had lost one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd lost one. I'd come across. I'd lost one of the Eels. James Maloney had come across. We lost one at Warriors. So yep. I think the only two boys who who had won one were Sonny Bill with the Bulldogs and Anthony Minicello yeah. early with the Roosters. So yeah, exactly. Um, we had a lot of boys there who were, who were, who had come off the lost grand final and and were stinging to win one. And yeah, look that that year was just you know a buzz. It was. Um. Yeah, it was. You know, obviously we had a very handy team, but um, for sure. Yeah, you still, you know, everything has to go right, and and to win a grand final, and everything did. Um, uh, we had you know good luck with injuries. We had a good luck with form. We lost a few games late in the season, which we probably needed, and then sort of hit the finals. We we won all our finals games pretty comfortably, and then um, the grand final was was close, but yeah, we ended up um coming back in the second half and getting a win. And, yeah, look, the, the Sheds in 09, yeah, it was one of those things, even I talked about my debut, how I had a smile. Like, it was still my first year. Yeah. Um, yeah it was a surreal year. So I was still... You were still smiles um, for days. Yeah, still like, you know, that was an awesome experience. It came to an end and we didn't win. But um, whereas I think as the years go by, you, you realise how rare they are. And I yeah. think I was really fortunate in my first year to be able to go through that. I mean... There's been great players of our games who have played, you know, they haven't played one a comp, let alone play grand finals. So yeah, exactly. Um, I was fortunate. Yeah, like obviously the, the sheds after the Roosters game was just crazy Ecstatic, and, and yeah. something, something that I'll never forget ever. Awesome. So we have two questions from a massive Roosters fan. A guy I yep. went to school with. His name's Matt. I know you're listening, mate. So shout out to yeah. you. Hey, he, he asks, how was the transition from NRL to Super League? And do you remember what the coach said to you and the lads at halftime during the 2013 Grand Final? Yeah, yeah, I'll answer the 2013 one since we're on the topic. Um, yep. Yeah, well, we were down at halftime. Um, and, um, you know, Trent Robinson, he's he's just so calm and cool under pressure. And all he did was talk about our, our process, just trusting our process. He wasn't nervous. He was sort of down at halftime, but he just said, you know, stick to our game like... Um, Stick the process and we'll come out on top. But yeah, the, the thing, the, the one thing I will remember about that grand final was before the game. Yeah. Um, Trent, Trent was always really great at motivating um, and and giving really good speeches. And so everyone was sort of hanging out for his pre grand final speech. Yeah, and um, we're all sitting in the um, the hotel opposite the ground, waiting for this speech, and we're all sort of a bit nervous. And mm. he walks in the room, and he sort of we're all sitting there ready to go, and he goes. How you all feeling? And we walked around. And we're like, good. And he goes, let's go win a grand final and just walk out. <laughs> and, so, and just that's it. We're all looking forward to this, looking forward to this big speech. But yep. that's all he said. And um, we walked out of the grand final. It was sort of, it was awesome because it sort of just made you feel like he doesn't need to say anything. He trusts us. Yeah. Like I said, the process. And um, yeah, he obviously just thought that he didn't need to say anything else. What everything was done was done. And sort of that that gave us. It was sort of the the less he said the more we got out of it often. So that was something that I'll, I'll never forget. Awesome. That feeling of going, 
he's confident. He doesn't need he doesn't need to drill myself anymore. Like just go do the job. Yeah. And uh, we did. So that was that was a pretty cool memory that I'll I'll have of Trent. Awesome. And sorry, circling back to his other question, yeah. how was the transition from NRL to Super League for you? Yeah, it's it's quite a transition. Same game, but it's not. Um, yeah, no, I, I watch the Super League as often as I can. There's so yeah, many different yeah. rules or even little differences like the play the ball, you don't have to touch with your foot sort of thing. Yeah, it's just a different It's a different style as well. That I think that they, they are a lot more free-flowing. Um, mm-hmm. And just, um, you know, the, the, even the stands, like, one week you're playing at St Helens on a beautiful pitch that could be in the NRL. The next week you're playing at Widness on old rickety wooden stands with mud going up to your feet. Like there's just such oh, far a vast range in in the professionalism of it. And I think yeah, they are a bit behind the NRL in terms of that, but mm-hmm. it's all part of the charm. You got you got fans, ten thousand fans that sound like eighty thousand fans. Oh, definitely, definitely. And because um, they're smaller venues and they're old, they've just got this. Awesome tradition. I won't say it's better or worse. It's just so different. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. And, um, yeah, it was uh, some pretty different but but fond memories. Nice. Uh, what was the decision behind retiring what seems early in the modern era? Yeah, I um, the, the biggest thing for me was I had a few big injuries the last few years. I, I My last year at the Titans, I had a hamstring reattachment, which oh. set me out for nine months. Um, yep. And that was a big injury to come back from. Um, and after that, I went I went to the Sharks. I had two games at the Sharks before I went overseas. Mm-hmm. And I think I got six games in um, in the Super League and I ruptured ruptured my bicep. So I had oh. to have a whole other surgery on my bicep. And so I'd sort of lost a lot of speed out of my hamstring. I'd lost a lot of strength in my upper body from my bicep. And yep. I had two MCLs and I just, I could sense my body was sort of struggling yep. Um, yep. in terms of keeping up with a professional level. And, um, it was sort of a big decision coming home from Super League late last year. Yep. What to do? Do I try to push a bit more out of my body, um, which I already thought was sort of failing me a bit? Um, yep. Or do I sort of make the call now and, and preserve my body for the long life ahead of me? So, look, I, I was sort of content with what I'd achieved in footy. Yep. That was probably the biggest dis- decision, thinking, you know, what more do I want to get out of footy? And, and apart from sort of maybe a little bit more money or, or, you know, that, that adrenaline fix or whatever. I was sort of thinking, you know, maybe it is, it is better to call it time and start with the, with the new, um, new life. You know, I've got a baby on the way. So oh, congratulations. Of, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. It's what next week. I think it's due. So oh, it's, wow. it's all really, really about to change, but, um, definitely. But yeah, sort of, you know, it set myself in a new direction and yeah, look, I'm, I'm st- I miss, like I said, I, I miss certain things about the game, but I, you know, I'm still content with my decision and, that's good. Um, and, and, you know, proud of what I achieved while I was there. And I'm sure Matt and a lot of other Roosters and Eels fans are also very proud of what you achieved for their clubs as well. Yeah, yeah it, was, um, it was a good time. Obviously, you've covered if there's anything you miss or don't miss. Um, what is your favourite memory of playing in the NRL? Was it the grand final win? Was it your <laughs> debut? What was the ultimate number one memory? Yeah, look. Memory-wise, probably like Michael Jennings' try in the grand final, that freakish try that oh, off the grub that he pulled in, and yeah, I was mate. on the bench at the time. But just just knowing that we'd had it, that was that was an awesome memory. But sort of the moment, probably my proudest moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacey Jones was always my my idol growing up. Yes, um, little um, legendary Warriors half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. legendary Hall, halfback he was. Hall of Famer now. Yeah, but um, 
he uh, I loved watching him go up, and he um, he retired from the NRL uh, a year or two before I debuted. Yep. He went over to Super League, um, but 2009 he came back and had one year with the Warriors. Yeah, he's sort of swan song, so I got to play against him once. Yep, and um, just actually lining up, looking at the um, the big league, the lineup matchup, sort of myself and then Stacey Jones and the other team. I just remember thinking, like, wow, that's would never have thought I would have got to play against. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though I was only once, got to play against um, the player that I always really looked up to. So no, that's... that was um, that was a really proud moment and just thinking, like, yeah, it's, it was quite surreal. That definitely does sound like it. Yeah. Um, last question before we get into try time trivia is yep. what are your thoughts on the 2019 season so far as it comes to a close? And do you have a grand final match prediction as in what two teams will be in it? <sighs> Yeah, okay. Uh, look, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've watched, yeah, probably more for you this year than I have. I didn't watch too much when I was playing because yeah. it, it would sort of, I didn't want to overload my brain with thinking about footy. But um, yep. Yep. look, I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, there's, there's some issues in the game that they need to address, I think, in terms of, um, you know, I think there's some massive inconsistencies in terms of refing and, and bunker yep. and all that stuff that yeah, great. I just... I just think they need to leave the game alone. The game is is the best thing about the product is the best thing we've got. Yes, I think sure. they need to focus focus on marketing the, the stuff around the game rather than you know trying to change the actual rules or or running the game. That that's probably you know, the biggest issue. It seems they they just it seems like they get bored and just want to start changing rules yeah. or or, yep. or judgments. But look, in saying that, I still love the game. I've I've enjoyed this year, especially um. I think we're in for the best final series we've we've had in a while in terms Agreed. of I think yeah you, know, you obviously got um Roosters Storm and Rabbitohs who were always expected to be there but yep. then you got the likes of Manly Raiders and and Eels who you know they're three really good challenges Definitely. for the title that are a bit a bit um you know roughies that could really challenge and I don't think we've had that for a couple of final series so um, I'm really looking forward to the to the pointy end of the season now, actually. And do you have a grand final match prediction, or do you think it's too early to say? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll predict one. Well, I'm loving the way the, the Raiders are playing. Yep, I think um, they'll be there too. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to see them be there, and I'd love to see them be successful. And look, it's hard to go past the Roosters if they if mm-hmm. they get it right. Um, I really like the way Manly are playing too. So. I'm going to go the two dark horses. I'm going to say Manly and Canberra grand final. Honestly, that's a good prediction. I'm <laughs> my prediction is one of two scenarios. It'll either yep. be Raiders Roosters, yep, or it'll be Raiders Manly, like you said yep. as well. They they would be my two as well. So I think you're on the same page there. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so time for try time trivia. The way it works okay. is there's six quick fire questions. Um, yep. So a set of six, um, uh-huh. and You've just got to answer as many as you possibly can correctly. The person at the moment who holds six from six is Mark Geyer. Okay. Then we've got Jamie Soward on five out of six, as well as yep. Scott Sattler, etc. All right. And so, I always yeah. and I always end it on an easy question for the person. So okay. let's go. Question one. Which club won the 2005 NRL Grand Final? That would be the Tigers. Yes. Question two. Which year did the Cowboys play in their first Grand Final? That would be the same year. Yes, it was. Well done. Question three. What position did Sean Johnson play while he was at the Warriors? He was halfback. Yes. Question four. Who was the captain of the Broncos between 2006 and 2011? Lockyer. Yes. 
Question five. What position is played by the jersey number three in rugby league? Centre. Yes. Question six. Which team won the JJ Gilton and Shield in 2013, 2014, and 2015? The Roosters. Yeah, mate. So that's six from six. You're tiny, really? Mark Guy. <laughs> I want to thank you very much for joining us here at the final tackle. And we'll be sure to get you on at the end of the season, like after the grand final, to see how yep. your predictions turned out and have a sort of a wrap-up sort of episode. Too easy. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, mate. Have a good one. See you later. Thank you. Bye. So that was CJ interviewing Daniel Mortimer. I hope you all enjoyed and be sure to tune in for more interviews and hump day happening episodes on Wednesdays to come. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. This episode is brought to you by our two sponsors. They are two locally owned Central Coast businesses. First one is the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good drink, good food and good time, head over to the Grange, Wyoming. I recommend you go there on Monday nights because they have a special on schnitties. My favorite schnitty is the pepper gravy one. And our second sponsor is Zabara Clothing. Manufacturers and suppliers of teamwear and uniforms, head to www.zabara.com.au or visit their store in Erina, New South Wales, Australia.